gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Tailgates. Today is December 13th, 2021. I'm your host, Will Chambers. With me as always, professional better Tyler Walgy. Hello, mate. Producer Smitty. Hola, William. What's happening, boys? Oh, I'm giving you the double guns. <laughs> Tyler's coming in hot. Finger guns. Oh, yeah. He's lobbing uh, a grenade fake grenades. Yeah, I, I, I love doing the fake grenade in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> right he did it with a, just, just for the listeners out there, this is an audio-only production. Tis. He grabbed like a mic <laughs> cover and pretended to bite. You know the the pin, the pin out, mm-hmm. and then lobbed it over. Well, that's because so, if I ever form. if I ever threw a grenade, I would do it. You gotta with bite my the mouth. pin. I would it's bite the, the cool pin. move. Yeah, yeah, it's the cool guy move for yeah, sure. Of course it is. I like that. And so now I, I will. We just got this going. It's bowl season. It's it's Christmas season. Happy mm, holidays happy to holidays. everyone out there. You know, uh, Hanukkah started last week. Yep. There's it's a holiday happy season. Hanukkah. Yes, exactly. Indeed. So, so shout out to everyone for the holiday season. I hope everyone has a great holiday year. Yep. Shouts I, out. I did something. What'd you do? I made a special introduction for today's show. Now, unfortunately, the higher ups didn't give me the green light. The brass. The brass. They didn't <laughs> give me the green light. I, my hard work went unfettered as you may say well no actually your hard work went fettered mm, it was fettered <laughs> maybe it was very fettered uh, yeah no, unfettered it, would mean that no one messed with it well someone did mess with it because they took it off the shelf of the intro music oh yes. so it went fettered it went it was, it was much, a lot of fettering it was much fettered <laughs> so listen we have an intro today that i made for the show and i thought it was appropriate now we came in normal i thought it was appropriate because it's bowl season, yeah. it's exciting, it's time to get things going, mix things up. Everyone loves bowl season. Of course. So I wanted to bring in a curveball. And so would you like to hear the intro I made for the show that we didn't get to actually start the is show Is this with? like different intro music, basically? It is. It's, complete, it's a completely different All right, so we'll just start the show over. Let's do it. You know it. what? Let's just rewind, yeah. start the show over. First, let's, I want to hear this new intro music. I, I, I've never I, heard I, this. I haven't heard it either. Yeah, Smitty and I haven't heard this. Ryan is This could not, be the best thing ever. It could be, a, yeah. could be a grenade. Yeah. So let's find out. All right, let's go. Mm, very official. Sounds like we work for NBC. Hello, I like play, let's play. And now, with bowl season upon us, it's the podcast you've all been waiting for. <laughs> Featuring hard-hitting football talk from your host, Will Chambers. I think this is setting up some kind of like great alien false flag attack. <laughs> really, it's just like the, the Chinese or the Russians or it's the U.S. government or something. And Tyler Walgy. Paul Feinbaum's got the biggest ears on TV. Yeah. I, mean, I just keep waiting for him to just fly off of those things. <laughs> also featuring Ryan Smith as producer Smitty. Our prisons are full. Our prisons are overpopulated. Love it. Mostly with nonviolent drug offenders. Bring back public shaming. And now, put your hands together for your host, Will Chambers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to College Football <laughs> Tailgate. That was great. Did you like I that? loved it. Yeah. Maybe it did. We should have started with that. It know? felt a little newsy, but I it liked it. It was a little newsy. The music yeah. didn't help with that. I mean, look, it, it basically felt like we were leading into this whole Russian-Ukrainian conflict. Yeah. That's what we should start with, is World War Three around the corner, uh, folks. Yes, All the I was ready to hear Nancy Grace. Yeah. <laughs> See, it was official, but I liked it. I liked yeah, it a lot. The quote yeah. you pulled for me, wow. I mean, 
just uh, really a lot of insight into into the the genius that is my brain. We you know? may play one more time during the show just yeah. to uh, yeah yeah see how that all goes. Well, we do have a really good show. I'm I'm pumped on the show. Obviously, we uh, Tyler said it bowl season, and if you don't remember from last week's show, we're going to be ramping up the bet board picks. Mm-hmm. Basically, what it means is that. Unless Tyler and I are on the exact same side, we're going to force a pick one way or the other. Yeah, so here's the thing. is before, what used to happen was I would come in because, as Will said before, I'm a professional better, so I treat this bet board seriously, and I don't... And and to Will's credit, this is why the audience loves Will. He's a man of the people. Will comes in with a lot of likes. Will likes a lot of games. I don't. I like probably, what, five, six games a weekend. If that, yeah. If that, and I usually fire on those, and Will and I may differ on one or two, and those will become the bet board games. Well, what we decided to shake up for for the bowl season was force pick on every single bowl. Yeah. So every bowl, we're going to have a pick, and I'm not going to be able to say, I passed this game because I don't trust this defense against this offensive line or anything. You have to pick every game. So that's going to force all kinds of different bet board scenarios. Oh, so yeah. It's going to be Even for the small ones, which yeah, is, exactly. we're going to be covering some of the earlier bowl games this week. Obviously, next week we'll be covering some of the bigger bowl games that come around Christmas, after Christmas, leading into oh, New Year's, and then, of Christmas. course, playoffs. So we got that. We've got a I'm lot of college. I'm excited for Christmas. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, bowl season, Christmas, it's all good. Yeah, it's the best. I'm, ex- I'm excited, too. And we got, uh, I mean, there's a ton of college football news to cover. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Army-Navy game really quickly. We have a segment, Future Bowl Names. I'm excited about that one. And then uh, our best bets for the bowl games. But, boys. Yes. Uh, NCAA football is on track to be back for the summer of no 2023. Nice. That, that was the announcement. It went out on Twitter last oh week. Oh, my God. I can't 2023, wait. 2023, that means for the 2024 season because it, it would always come out the summer before, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll probably be NCAA 2024, and it'll be for that season. It's going to come out a year from this coming summer. So we basically have one more season to survive without NCAA football, apparently. That's what they're saying is that they're on track for that and they're hopeful for that. Right. It would be the best thing ever. Now, I'm worried about something. Mm. Will knows this because I used to <laughs> take Will to school. Don't do it. It's I not mean, true. I used to take Will to school running my triple option offense. I'm actually worried, and this is a serious thing, I'm worried they're going to scale back the ability to run the triple option and make it a super spread offense type of thing. I would be devastated if I couldn't run my offense anymore because now I don't run exclusive triple option, but I like to pepper it in. Mm. And so if they somehow hamper it and take back a bunch of, because they used to have the whole playbook. You could run read option. Yeah. All the variations within there, the fullback. I mean, they had every little variation. The wishbone. Within the wishbone or, or or the the, power eye or the, uh, what's it called? The, the, the T, the power T, wing T, the wing T. God, Coach Ryan, Ryan. (laughs) Coach Ryan in the house. Um, so that's what I want. I want all of that back in the game. That's what I'm looking for. I don't think that they would remove that. Will doesn't want it. I want okay. It, I mean, if I this, get that back, this you're, is you're all done. shit talking from someone who has refused to play me for the last like year and a half. He refuses to spend forty dollars to, to buy something happened to my Xbox, Xbox when I moved. I haven't had a, an 360. Xbox three sixty is yes. like literally like fifty dollars. You could probably find one in a fucking dumpster somewhere. But the game is expensive. You have the game. 
<laughs> you have the game, so do I. I'm actually staring at it right yeah, now. Yeah, it's here Wait, in the studio. It's, it's right it, it's there. It's not actually in there. It's is right it? Wait, there. Of that, course it is. Open it up. There, there's not a disc in there. It's it. Something happened to it. It's like in Narnia. There's not a disc in there, is there? Let the record show. Oh my god, that the disc, disc is in, in there. there. Okay, let the record show. You I had, had a no idea. For it. I had no. Of course, I had the you fucking had the receipt. receipt for you think I stole it? Well, he was just. Why is that a just surprise? Country Club Plaza in Greeley, Colorado. You bought it. Let's see. July 9th, 2013. Well, what a throwback. That's back Just in, in my case day. Just he gets a, audited. That was simpler my heyday. Time. <laughs> yeah, right. A simpler time. That, those were definitely simpler times. My God. So, yeah. 2013. I was covering high school football and uh, umpiring uh, Little League uh, baseball to yeah. pay the bills. Big see, time. See, I have one concern about uh, this game coming out is... Will it affect the podcast? Are we going to have some scheduling conflicts because no. we can't peel no, ourselves? No, no it's if not going to affect the podcast in a bad way. It'll be a good thing. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have to get a TV, a couch, and a set and a setup here so that before and after podcasts we can settle this shit and play. And one Ooh, listener a week good. can challenge us. What do you think about that? Oh, I love it. Well, Are we'll do me? we'll do like a winner a week. Get like and a we Twitch can, stream going. Exactly. Cool. Game up with one of our now, uh, with one of listeners. For the record. Here's what I'll admit. For a while, Tyler had my number in NCAA, and then I turned the tables. We used to play these okay. seven-game no, no, series. No, no, I'll give it to you. You turned the tables, but it was way late in the process. I own you What do you mean? You, most recently? <laughs> so most recently, I, I had the wins. So no wonder he don't, he's too scared we, to we play. We got to move off this. Speaking of listeners, <laughs> NCAA this is, the, is this back. This is the highest-rated show, part of Woo's Media. By the way, to listen to other mm. Woo's Media shows, check them out online, W-O-O-Z-E-Media.com, or just type in Woo's Media to your favorite podcast player. Check out all the uh, podcasts they have to offer. This is the highest rated show. I think mm-hmm. we're, we're losing people. No way. The people, the people love NCAA <laughs> I and it's back. So. But we have real, we have other college football news. There were a lot of uh, coaches being hired. The coaching carousel continues and we had some big ones. Obviously. It's heating up and I is. love the carousel because one job opens up which means another oh, yeah. job opens up and it's just a fun. It's beautiful. The horse, know. the horse keeps going around. Exactly. Up and down and around. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> That's like my dance moves. Me and Brian <laughs> Kelly, up, down, and around. Up and Those down are our dance and moves. around. Um, yeah, look, we had Oklahoma, obviously. We, we talked about this last show because sources were indicating, but it wasn't finalized. Oklahoma hires uh, Brett Venables from Clemson. He brings in the offensive coordinator from Ole Miss, Jeff Levy, to be the offensive coordinator there. I think those are both great hires for Okay, Sooners. great. It. A plus, A, A minus, B plus. A, I'm going to go A because they got the big name, Venables, who's been a big name in uh, in coaching hiring circles now for a while. He's turned down a lot of jobs. He went there before he yeah, knows. Yeah, XOU guy. Exactly. And then for them to get, because he's the defensive guy, for them to get Jeff Levy, who is now uh, spent the last couple of years with, Ole, uh, with Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, you know, sounds like he's going to have a lot of knowledge as far as keeping the offense rolling. I think it's great from Oklahoma. That's what's important. The staff that is put around. For sure. You know, because I think Brett Venables is a good hire. Yep. He's done really great things with Clemson. And make it, you know, the reason why he didn't leave Clemson wasn't because he didn't get offers. He got a lot of offers. But they pay their assistants well yep. in Clemson. That's that they learned For a sure. long time ago. That's how you stay elite, like Alabama, like these SEC teams, like Ohio State. You pay your assistants, and yeah, that's what sure. they did. And so you have to understand that he didn't. He's a great hire. A lot of people have been kind of shitting on it because it's like, oh, well, he's an assistant for a long time for a reason. I don't think that's the case. I think that he's that level 
But Dabo Sweeney has created such a great environment, it, it's hard to leave. Yeah. But he's going to do great at uh, OU. Well, now uh, Dabo's in trouble because not only did Venables leave, his defensive coordinator, his offensive coordinator took the job at Virginia, Tony Elliott. So right. now Dabo is without his two top coordinators who have both been guys that have been talked about as future head coaches for years now. And I'm sure that, you know, Dabo's going to bring in good coordinators. He'll He'll be fine for the most part, but... You know, this could be kind of a another step down for Clemson potentially. We saw them take a step back this year. Now they lose their two best coordinators. You know, this is when we're going to really find out if Dabo is on that, you know, in that top tier elite level of college football coach. I think he is. He's proven it with the two national championships, but this is going to be hard for him to come back for well, sure. Well, that's what it's about, the staff. Yep. But you know what? I, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, I really put him on the second level really close to Saban. Right. And Saban has gone through so <laughs> think about all the coordinators he's lost. Oh my gosh. So I'm know? glad so, I'm glad you mentioned that because I saw this thing this was going viral all over uh social media in the last week with all these coaching hires, right? This were these are the names that were on Nick Saban's Alabama twenty fifteen staff that won an extra title. Crazy. I saw this. this is insane. Okay. His defensive coordinator was Kirby Smart, head coach at Georgia. <sighs> His offensive coordinator was Lane Kiffin, head coach at Ole Miss, 10 wins. His defensive back coach, Mel Tucker, 10 wins at Michigan State. Fuck Mel Tuck. His offensive line coach, Mario Cristobal, now the head coach at, Holy at Miami. Holy shit, this is like... Previously head coach you know, this at... this is like... Crazy. It doesn't even like stop there. This is like when you play there. a video game and you force trades. Yes. This is like a it's coaching insane. staff force trades. So Cristobal was the offensive line coach. He, of course, went to Oregon. Now he's at Miami. Uh, Billy Napier, the wide receivers coach, he's now the head coach at Florida. Uh, and, and it ends with Dan Lanning, who was a grad assistant at that point, is now the head coach at Oregon who took the job. Uh, he was defensive coordinator at Kirby Smart at okay. Georgia this year. That's that's amazing, Insane. first of all. That's a great staff. Six head coaches. That is, but, but that's even you know more testament to what I just said. Look at the turnover Saban has to go through. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. That's more that's that's more of a nod, you know, to what yeah. he's done than anything else. He's gonna get recruits, but yep. I mean he's Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator this year. I mean, yeah. Bill O'Brien's good, but it's crazy. Bill I mean, O'Brien. That staff. I mean, come on now. Well, we've seen how good Saban staffs are. That staff stands out among them, even from from how good and how loaded well, that's, you know, that's Nick Saban's staff has had. Yeah, so, it's like, yeah. But yeah, we mentioned it. Mario Cristobal leaves Oregon, takes the Miami job. There's rumors that he's been in talks with Joe Brady to make him the offensive coordinator. Nothing Whoever official gets there. Joe Brady is going to hit the lottery. It seems like he's in this talk of making every team good right. to great, great to elite. That's going to be a big hire. Yeah, I agree. And then, maybe by next week when we have a new the new intro, Ryan, can we do a new intro for next week? You think we can get get uh, that past the the starting gate for yeah, next week? Yeah, I'll see what I can do. All right, well, next week we'll do a new intro. Hopefully okay. that's done. It'll be a whole thing. A surprise intro again. Surprise intro. Okay, for you. cool. Love it. All right. I can't wait. Um, well, so obviously Miami fires Manny Diaz, and where does he go? So Virginia Tech hired Brent Pry, the defense, the longtime defensive coordinator under James Franklin at Penn State, who's done a fantastic job. He takes over as the head coach at Virginia Tech. Manny Diaz now is the defensive coordinator at Penn State under James Franklin. So that staff is going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, I don't know about that hire. At, yeah, at me Tech. neither. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to look. Oh, wait, at, at Virginia Tech, you mean? Yes. I think it's, I mean, look, it's not it's certainly not a slam dunk. It's not but, a big slash. A, but, but we can't get excited about every hire. This is what we always do. Right. There's always these new coaches, always these new hires. 
half of them don't work out. Oh, so of course. If we get excited about eighty percent of them, right? And half of them don't work out. Yeah, there's a gap there. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm super excited. I'm just saying like it actually goes perfectly with what I had said in my coaching carousel segment a couple of weeks ago, where I I thought the perfect person for Virginia's. Uh, tech to get I didn't say Brent Pry, but I said get a defensive coordinator because you need to bring bring back like what Virginia Tech became good at football on which right. is being a really tough defensive team I want to go back and listen last week and the week before when Will coaching did his <laughs> when Will did his coaching carousels almost none of those predi- <laughs> predicted all the coaches no. where they'd go I want to see if you got any of them right that was a bonus prediction and what I wanted to see I said uh, this would be perfect <laughs> and unfortunately we still haven't seen he spent a minute and a half going oh, through all the openings it was like going five minutes and going through <laughs> these coaches saying I want him to go here yep him go here. I will. I wonder if you got one. It right. would have been. I don't think I did. Um, I'm pretty sure I got none of them right. Uh, oh, I might have gotten Cristobal to Miami actually. But anyway, I think um, you may have. Duke hires Steve Elko, the defensive coordinator under uh, Jimbo Fisher. So that's definitely a tough loss for A and M. He's been a really good defensive coordinator for I mean, him for a while. The outdoorsman Jim Elko, Steve Elko, Steve but, Elko, Jimbo Fisher. I was thinking oh. Steve Elko, Jimbo Fisher. Mm, you're right, Elk and Fish. I yeah. love it. <laughs> They're camo exactly. guys. It's Big like, time it's camo like, guys. It's like Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. that, that, so that's pretty much it for the coaching carousel, but we have other college football news. The Heisman happened. Bryce Young wins the Heisman. Um, what were his odds to start the season? They, I want to say his weren't like even that bad. No, his because I feel like because uh, the fact that he was an Alabama quarterback, like they were certainly low. Would have been a great ticket to right, have. Right, but the, the favorites were like plus four fifty, plus five hundred. Oh yeah, the favorites so were I like Spencer Rattler like and plus eight hundred, plus nine hundred for like sure in that range. Oh yeah, definitely. So and, and uh, congratulations <laughs> to him. Yeah, definitely. Bama goes back to back Heisman winners. Devontae Smith last year, and the craziest part is that. Bryce Young is the first Alabama quarterback to win the Heisman. That seems crazy. Right, so when did uh, Henry win it? Oh, gosh. 2015? Because they had Alabama had zero Heisman winners before Derrick Henry. Now That's they've insane. had Henry they've last had, year. They've had four and three. Mark Ingram. Mark, Mark Ingram, Ingram won it. Three different last year, positions, Devontae four Smith. Total. Yeah. And then uh, uh, last year, Devontae Smith, right? Yeah. And then this year. That's insane. Three. I mean, just I mean, add it to the on. list of reasons why Nick Saban is the GOAT. I mean, come and we on. we got to get him out of college football. Do you know what Jimmy <laughs> from South Park would say? I mean, come on. What, what a great audience. <laughs> what a great audience. I mean, come on. <laughs> but yeah, Bryce Young, I mean, mm-hmm. and good year for him. Now, one He's thing, played so well, I want to oh, call yeah. him Bryce Old. You know how we call... Mm, a sophomore. How, how I, I have coined this. If you hear anyone else saying it, I coined Kirby this. Dumb. No. Well, Bryce Kirby, Old. <laughs> Kirby Dumb. Ryan Knight Ryan at Ohio Knight. State, right? Yeah. And now Bryce uh, Old. Bryce Old. Yeah. Yep. No, I like that. That's mm-hmm. good. All right. Do we um, have, do we have time for me to run to the uh, to the uh, little? Uh, uh, I just went to California. Room. Little person's room. Well, uh, little po- little podcaster's room. <laughs> can you say little per- little little podcaster these days? Of sure. course you can. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, it's fine, Tyler. I don't think that our listeners are going to care. Um, they don't know how tall yes, you are. Yes, but first, I want to get your input on this. Ah, okay. Before you do that. Yes. So I'm watching the Heisman thing, and you guys know I'm a Michigan fan. Uh, that being said, uh, uh, to be fair, 
I've really never been the biggest fan of Desmond Howard. I know he's a Michigan legend. I didn't grow up watching him. I've always kind of found him to be not that entertaining on game day. I, I, I frankly, I find him kind of annoying when it comes to game day, right? But he's a Heisman legend. He's a Michigan legend, a college football legend. And they're doing the Heisman ceremony. And obviously, Aiden Hutchinson, the Michigan defensive end, is up there. Um, CJ Stroud is up there, the quarterback for Ohio State. And they start talking to Aiden Hutchinson. And look, this was definitely like very mild and, and good natured. But Desmond kind of like takes a shot at Ohio State to CJ Stroud. I don't know if you saw this, but basically, yeah, I a- did. Aiden Hutchinson. After was, you tweeted it, I saw it. Yeah, because at look, CFB underscore pod. Exactly at CFB underscore pod follow us on Twitter. But yeah, I felt like it's certainly not. I feel like Ohio state fans have blown out of proportion. I think Michigan fans have completely disregarded it to be like, it, it means nothing. I thought it was a shitty move for Desmond to yeah. poke fun at Ohio state to CJ Stroud went on the Heisman stage. No, I thought so as well. Look, it was not classy. No. And I feel like this year, especially when Michigan is on top of the college football world, yeah. number two right now, beat Ohio state, this is when you want to act your best. You don't want to take For shots. Sure. It's almost different to me that that happened, you know, this year with the game. And I like Desmond Howard. I, I I disagree with you on his his appearance and his 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 TV personality. I like him. I've always liked him. You know, I don't think he's the most you know lovable guy on TV, but I don't right. dislike him for any reason. So I think he represents Michigan fine, and I'm, I'm okay with him in those you know aspects. But I thought that this was a little wrong place, wrong yeah. time. You just you don't know? do it, it on the Heisman stage. Right. He was basically treating it like he was on the set of game day, and that's yeah. where it's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. call it, you know, talk your shit. Yeah, Michigan won. You have bragging rights. Talk your shit everywhere else. But like the Heisman stage is a big deal and you're there to honor these kids and that's not when you want to... And look, he didn't say anything bad about CJ Stroud, but he was like, oh, I bet you wish you had a better offensive line. It's like, well, cool, man. You're going to shit on my teammates while I'm here too. Like, I just felt like it was not a very classy move. Yeah, I didn't really have a problem with what uh, in particular he said, but obviously, yeah, wrong place. And it almost seemed like he shoehorned the comment in. It's like almost he was yeah. like... Like he wanted he, to get something... He teed it up. Yeah, yeah, teed like, up. It, it's like it seemed like he would almost been thinking about it all day. For sure. For that one yeah. time to like shoehorn this comment. Do you think he had like people in, in. his like, ear? Like ex-Michigan people in his ear? No. no. Well, look, it even wouldn't even <laughs> been that bad if it was like, if it was like uh, Desmond Howard saying it to Archie Griffin. But to me, it's like you're an adult... And you're gonna kind of like make a joke at a fucking yeah, a kid, it was kinda, a yeah. kid who's like a sophomore, is doing like 19, 20 years old. Like I just felt like, look, it's it's certainly not a huge deal. Like Ohio State fans were on Twitter saying like he needs to be fired. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, that's a little Michigan fans also saying it means nothing. It's like, well, wait a minute. If the shoe was on the other foot, you'd all be fucking furious. Yeah. If an Ohio State ex player took a shot at Aiden Hutchinson on the Heisman stage, shoe you know was on I mean? the other foot. They should say shoe was on the other person foot mm. walk another mile in someone else's cleats mm. yeah amen mm-hmm. yeah but look i didn't love it and uh we won't talk anymore about it but to me it was just not a super classy move i'm gonna use a little podcaster use a little podcast wait hold on hold movie. on you said arch archie archie griffin yeah. griffin what about arch manning oh, where's man. arch gonna go i think that's he's, a big deal i think he's, he's not gonna, gonna go, go to lsu to... now because lsu just got uh 
Jordan Howard or whatever that kid's name is. Thomas I don't know if Howard they did or, get him though. He's da- oh, he was visiting. On. He was visiting. I thought he they got it. No, he committed like in 2020. I thought. Oh, maybe. He's, yeah, he said possible. for a while he wants to be a Tiger. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Ryan? I don't. I, so I okay, think so. Look up on Google or wherever you have. Uh, Are we going to talk about uh, Brian Kelly? Uh, yeah, Brian <laughs> that Kelly. That was next dancing. on my list. Okay, so you, yeah, <laughs> Brian Kelly dancing with oh, this new recruit. Oh, so I cringy. He's, he's a five star quarterback. He's a five star quarterback. It was the cringiest and thing I've ever it's seen. It's Brian Kelly. That's what I was saying earlier when we were on Up Down. Barely right, uh, dancing. He's it, like just moving his it arms. It's cringeworthy. It's so cringy. What, what is the kid's name? Here, let me look at it. Um, I think it's, it was something Howard, wasn't it? Um, but anyway, look, what he's talking about is this recruiting video LSU posted, and it was like a cool camera shot where the camera is circling, and they're back-to-back, Brian Kelly and this recruit while he's on campus, and they're both holding up L's for LSU, but like, there's like a, a Garth Brooks song playing, and Brian Kelly's trying to dance to it, and he looks so Walker uncomfortable. Ha- Walker Howard. Walker Howard is his Five-star name. recruit. Yeah. Just look up Walker Howard. Just cringe. Brian Kelly dance. So cringe. Yeah, it's not good. And it was awful, and it's like, what is Brian Kelly doing because... Like he's a unequivocally a good coach, and he I think he's going to succeed at LSU if he just stops trying to be the guy that everyone thinks he's supposed to be at LSU. Just do your Brian Kelly shit. Get mad, scream at players. Right. Don't care about anybody else. That's what you do best. Don't well, and we originally saw it with his opening speech, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Don't do a <laughs> fake Southern accent. He's, he's trying to play the part. He's, now he's, he's dancing to fucking Garth Brooks songs. It's like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing, man? You look like a fucking idiot. And so that was super cringe. I'm glad that Tyler brought that up because that was that was on my list. And so, uh, you know, no, another big uh, quarterback recruiting news so Quinn Ewers, the guy who was the number one overall recruit in last year's recruiting class, yep. signed with Ohio State. He was a quarterback out of Austin. Uh, he signed with Ohio State, didn't play at all for Ohio State. He actually skipped his senior year in high school yeah. to enroll early so he could sign a NIL deal. He made like a million dollars, didn't play at Ohio State, announced he's going to transfer after the Ohio, uh, Ohio State-Michigan game, and he just basically committed to Texas over the weekend. So big win for Sark. You know, sure. might have the rec- this guy from all accounts from recruiting people is like he's like that kind of once in a generation quarterback like they talked about with Trevor Lawrence, like they talked about with um, I think it, it was the same thing with Tua uh, when those guys were coming out of high Tua. school. So big deal for Sark to get this guy. And look, I, you know, who we'll see if the hype ever if Texas ever lives up to the hype, but this is a big one for them in recruiting. They got to get a defense though. Is he, is he more of a pro style quarterback? Do you know? Yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, he rocks a mullet, which is a strange thing. I know that, which makes me think he's somewhat mobile just by the fact that he has a mullet, (laughs) but uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're the number one overall quarterback, my something would tell me you're, you're like pretty athletic as well. Yeah. Well, it just makes me think with the quarterbacks that Texas already has there with card and Thompson, right? Yeah. It's just like, where does he fit in? Are, are, are those other two guys going to stay there? Are they going to enter transfer <laughs> portal? Another, exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of like, I, I do like the transfer portal, and we could have an entire two-hour podcast on transfer portal oh, alone. Yeah. But it's just, it, to me, I just, I think, I think at the beginning, the transfer portal was a good idea, but I think we're starting to see kind of the dark side of the transfer, transfer but, portal. But hold on. Doesn't this just give the players the same leeway the coaches have? Because for years, sure. coaches have been shitting all over these players, leaving them last minute at bowl games. To me, all this does is flip the scale, and it's like, hey, guess what? Now players can do the same thing to these coaches. So in my opinion, either take it away from everyone and say coaches can't leave until they certain their contract. Date. Yeah, or... 
and players can't do it either, or they all can. Because for years, it's only been coaches, and now it's the same. So I understand, right? And I actually agree with you. It's kind of like anarchy. Like, yeah. at some point, have you seen the quarterbacks in the it's, transfer it's, portal? It's like, it's like, why Did do you guys we, talk about that? Or? No, a they, little bit. Just Quinn Ewers. I'm just, I'm just curious as to, like, why we go through, like, the recruiting process and going through verbal and 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 letters of intent and and committing when they're gone in nine months. Yeah, I mean, look, it's yeah, kind of disappointing. I, like, it like, is like, a bummer. Like, like for your team, you get a high class recruit and you're stoked about it, and then yeah. nine months he's gone. That's like, definitely well, a bummer. Sucks. And you're right. Look, I think it's it's good the players can one time transfer wherever they want. I think it's good to not make them sit out a year. But you're right. Like it is a bummer. I don't think it's an awesome thing for fans. But ultimately, I think it's a compromise you have to make if you're talking about giving the players the ability to do what's best for them. You know right, what I mean? But hold on. But, but here's what Ryan's talking about. Here are the quarterbacks who are in the transfer portal oh, yeah. this year. How about the Heisman frontrunner to start the year? Spencer, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. Okay. Who, and I'm going to say their former school. Okay. Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma. Max Johnson, LSU. Big names. Keaton Slovis, yep. USC. Miles Brennan, LSU. That's crazy. Bo Nix, yeah. Auburn. Yep, Bo Nix transferring as Zach well. Zach Calzada, Texas A&M. A&M. I know. Zach Gibson, Akron, who's actually highly sought after. Like, And, and there's more on this list. This is what's going to happen. Yep. Is This is becoming... And, and, and everyone wants to blame basketball. I just think basketball was the first to figure it out. That if you have a really good coach, you can mix it up and win. You can get new players and win immediately. Sometimes that happens. Now, I understand the old argument. You got to have chemistry, especially quarterbacks, receivers, right? But there comes a point where talent overrules all that, and that's what's going to happen. You start getting these coaches leaving. You start getting these players leaving. I mean, LSU is going to start getting more transfers, more commits. This is going to be a whole new team in two years. Well, we're definitely talking about the downsides of it. Here's an upside, and this was technically... Hey, a, I don't a, think that's no, all no, no. downside. I know, I know. I know that's not what you're saying, but like I was talking about it. Smitty and I were talking about like the downsides. And technically, this, I think, was a grad transfer, so it doesn't totally qualify, but... Uh, but um, oh, my gosh. What's his... What's... Uh, uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, LSU doesn't win a national title without the new transfer rules. Yeah. He would have had to have sat out a year. Things that wouldn't have happened. And so, yes, it is a bummer. And it, it, that list is bananas to see all those quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's cool though. Imagine like you guys are CU fans. How how much better would CU have been if they had had like a top don't quarterback class? Don't year? play this game. I hate. Don't play. I, no, I'm just saying like if I your don't program. Know, I know what you're saying. If your program needs a quarterback, like it could also be no, like right. in one year, totally changing for you. Hey, and that is a good thing. Yeah. If you're a part of a bottom feeder program, you get a good <clears throat> a good coach who can attract talent. Yep. As you know, suddenly things change for sure. Well, you mentioned it. Bo Nix transferring. Tank Bigsby apparently transferring as well. Their star Tank. running back. Great name. Bigsby. Great name for a running back. Um, Zach Calzada, you mentioned Look, that. Texas A&M, he's out. And so you're right. It is going to be crazy to see where all these dominoes, where the chips fall, as they say, uh, where you know Rattler goes, where where all these other quarterbacks go. It's fascinating because uh, there's probably a good chance with all those big names, some of these quarterbacks end up swapping teams, right? Like you, yeah. see, you see one guy go from USC or Oklahoma to LSU, LSU to Oklahoma, something like that. I think that'd be fascinating. And so I'm really, I can't wait. Yeah, a lot of that uh, depends on, again, coaching. You know, yep. some of these guys want to follow the systems that work for them and yep. the styles that work for them. And, and look, the fan base that wants to accept them. Sometimes a new, uh, fresh start is, is a good thing. So Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Last uh, piece of news I've got here. It's an Urban Meyer update. <laughs> Thing, oh God. Things aren't good in Jacksonville. What a dumpster fire. Or every day it's like some new thing comes out. and I, I can't tell you how much it makes me <laughs> smile every time I see it. So there was a, a report before, like this week before the game, that he was trashing all his assistant coaches, calling them losers and making them defend their resumes to him. Like he would call them out and say, defend your resume. Why? How come I'm a winner and you're a loser? And I'd then, say, okay, coach, let me smell your finger before I give you this resume. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd say, hey, why did you fucking hire me if I'm a loser, uh, Urban? But yeah, and then apparently he got into yeah, right. like a screaming a match with it. like his star receiver, uh, Marvin Jones, I think. Um, and so, you know, things are bad there. And then they go out, get their asses whooped by Tennessee and Mike Vrabel. Vrabes was, a, was on his staff at Ohio State and left to go back to the NFL and you would think that, oh, uh, I was on Urban Meyer's staff. We're all buddy-buddy. We're Ohio, Ohio State guys. Those two don't like each other. No. The, the handshake after the game was was just brutal, They didn't even man. look at each other. No. Well, Vrabel was looking at him. Urban Meyer was, like, looking at the ground. It was the saddest handshake I've ever seen in my life. And it made me go back because I remembered hearing a rumor. And this never uh, came out as anything more than a rumor. But it had enough people in Columbus saying, we actually think this is true, is that when Vrabel left Ohio State, there was a rumor that there was basically like a physical altercation between Vrabel and Urban Meyer. Wow. Apparently Urban Meyer was like calling out Luke Fickle. And now let's go over Urban Meyer's staff on that on that twenty How um, much Vrabel would kick oh Urban my God, he dominated, ass. dude. Vrabel's huge. Yeah. And so apparently he was calling Meyer out Lane Kiffin with, with or not Lane Kiffin, Luke Fickle, saying that their defense wasn't good enough and uh and like Vrabel walked in the room as Urban and one other coach were like going after her. Luke Fickle and apparently Vrabel the the rumor was that he put his hand around his neck and like pushed him up against the wall and, that, and then it got broken up or whatever and then they said you got to find a new job and then he left. Jesus. I so, mean, I would I leave hope too. it's true. Uh, that that's so crazy to me. I get the environment, but yeah. it's like you hear these stories about Urban Meyer and eventually it's like I don't know. Well, and I, I heard uh, this year after they got their first win, they were actually in London. and uh, Ur- London, foggy London town. <laughs> <laughs> and Urban Meyer didn't even hand out game balls. Marvin Jones did. Damn. I, I'm done, I'm I done mean, with he, Herb. Oh, he's, there's no way he survives after this year. Yeah, he's, I, I think he's gone And it's just going to tarnish his reputation. I but, just love but it so much. You know how when you learn about people through media – you you grow on or they grow on you or you dislike them and they become you know likable. That's I mean that's a thing likability, right? Herb, the more every story I hear, everything I hear about him, he becomes less likable. He becomes more of that person who I I don't know. I don't want to say root against, but it's just like I don't. I used to love Herb. I used to think Herb was Ugh. the bee's knees. The bee's knees. You know the cat's meow. I mean, meow. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that's I don't know. Yeah, look, I just don't. Anyway. I, I, you know, you know why I hate him. Um, but I love seeing him lose. So, <laughs> so I have a Christmas uh, impromptu review. A Christmas? Can I throw it in? Like a movie review? Yeah. Christmas movie review? Christmas movie review. Oh yeah, throw it in. Let's do uh, it. Thirty seconds. I watched a Christmas movie last night. We're on the. I, you guys are doing the same, right? It's December. It's the middle of December. I hope. Oh, of, course. of course. You're both watching Christmas movies. I've seen a couple already. Okay. Die Hard. So Ali and I last night, we're we're peppering in all the. We're we're going classics, mm. hits, little thirty fourth, little Grinch, whatever. So last night we're kind of on uh on a kick. We're go. Let's watch Harold and Kumar Christmas. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Let's go Harold and Kumar because we. I love Harold and Kumar. It's a good, wholesome classic. Wholesome. The the original. (laughs) Wholesome is definitely a word to describe. But let me say this: Harold and Kumar did a sequel. 
They yep. escaped to Guantanamo Bay. That was not good. So I don't know why I thought the... Why would you escape to Guantanamo Bay? <laughs> I think it's escape from. <laughs> they're, they're just dying to go get tortured in, Gua- in Cuba. from Guantanamo Bay. Uh, the third one, a very Harold uh, and Kumar Christmas, it was the worst. Yeah. It was so bad. It was terrible. So I recommend everyone... Don't watch that just, one. Just scroll through. Watch a different one. You know... Did you make it all the way through? Well... Once I get halfway through, you got to finish. You know, you got to you got to finish what you started. So I, I'm a even if it's bad, I want to see the resolution. I mm. plus that'll you see bug through. me. That'll bug me. I'll, I'll be even if it's a horrible movie. I'll be thinking about it an hour, you know hour two hours later. Whatever happened I, to that? I feel gun, the same you know? way. And actually, I'll give you another. This is an impromptu quick review, not a Christmas movie. Okay. But I did the same thing where I was watching a movie and I was like, this movie is so bad but I've heard so many good things about it. I want to finish it. Maybe it has a great ending and it just didn't. And it was bad the whole way through. It's just so slow. It was the, the master. Have you guys ever heard or seen that? It had no. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Joaquin Phoenix. Basically it's about this dude who like, like, Oh, and, and like, well done movie. Like the production value was great. The acting was great, but the story just had nothing. It was so boring and anticlimactic. It was horrible. And so it was about, you know, this dude who basically starts his own like church or religion. Basically, it was kind of based off of Scientology, but it's not like about Scientology. It's it's like a this guy has a different name, but the whole idea is that he's supposed to be L. Ron Hubbard. I started reading about it later, and so but just like a, a movie with no point that didn't have a shouldn't have had a start or an ending or anything, and it was just painfully slow and boring mm-hmm. and dull. And it was like two and a half, three hours long. Okay. But I made it through for the same reason, Tyler. Okay. So, uh, Do we have a good movie to recommend for people? Like a, a good uh, Christmas movie? Oh, it's not a Christmas movie. Ugh. A good Okay. Um, a good Christmas movie. I mean, obviously Die Hard. But, um, yeah, Die Hard's a great one. I feel like the most underrated Christmas movie of all time, I think we might have actually talked about this last Christmas, is The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Because... It's it's actually really funny in the jokes that you yeah. you liked it as a kid and then as an adult there's actually way more adult humor in it. No, I actually like I, I actually agree with that. That's a good that's a good recommendation. Funny movie. There's so many actually bad or cheesy Christmas movies. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of good Halloween movies. There's mm. a couple good Thanksgiving. For some reason, Christmas like breeds these like really over the top, you know hard to watch movies. It's because it's easy pickings, and suckers like us will watch them just because right. it's a Christmas movie. Right. Well, that's true. I mean, I'm in I'm in that mood. Yeah, you're for in sure. a Christmas mood. Well, yeah. speaking of a Christmas mood, actually, this is a horrible transition. It has nothing to do with Christmas, but we got Captain Segway. We got to recap. We <laughs> Captain. There we go. Captain on a boat. We got to recap the Army Navy game. Mm-hmm. So Navy gets the upset. They went out right. They were like seven point dogs. We were both on army. And Tyler, I don't know about you. I feel stupid. I because felt stupid too. Yes. I felt very stupid <laughs> like, after like this game. Navy has owned army in this rivalry for the last like twelve years. I didn't even. You know what it's like? It's like uh, I didn't even see it coming. I know. And well, the funny thing is, I, it's like uh, when we did our we did our breakdown. I was like, they're always low scoring. Guess what? It went under. I guess it's on like a thirteen year streak of going under. And it was a seven and a half point spread. We knew it'd be low scoring. Tyler, why are we so stupid? I don't know that's a great question uh my stupidity has never been more prevalent Mm. i feel bad i feel here's the thing too for years navy was the better team right so army would come in seven ten thirteen point underdogs and always keep it close yep so for some reason the one year 
Army has the perceived better team. Right, by record like, and everything. We're like, oh, all in, Army minus seven. Like, we should have seen this coming for you. Yep. No, now that Navy's on the other side, they're going to do the same thing Army's been doing yeah, for a decade. For sure. Keep it close. I feel dumb. I admit it. Uh, Me too. What, what do they say in uh, Dumb and Dumber? I was wrong. Well, you weren't right. Who was right? Anyone who yelled at us on the podcast <laughs> who liked Navy, I was wrong. You were right. Yeah, no. You, I mean, You're smart. I'm dumb. It was a horrible pick. You're very good looking. I'm average at best. It was, a, it was an entertaining game, too. And I mean, like, yeah, we, we were just wrong for every reason. But, you know, great game from Navy. I did notice that there's a guy who was kind of the star for Navy. His name, uh, I can't remember his first name. His last name is, is Fago. It's spelled in a very unfortunate yeah, way. Yeah, be careful with that I'm one. I'm sure he got picked on a lot, <laughs> but it's pronounced Fago. And even though he had all these big games or big plays for him that won the game, early on in the game, like, I actually ended up hating him because he pulled this dirty move where he grabbed a dude's ankle and wouldn't let go after the play was dead, and the guy got hurt, and it was him, and then he went on to make all the big plays for Navy. So at the end, they're interviewing him. I was like, this guy's kind of a fucking dirty yeah, like douchebag. That's not great. But the you know the the midshipmen get it done. The naval boys. You think it's just because they they got sea legs? They're they're a little tougher. They're out on a boat. You know, they're used to to you know. I mean, probably sea legs to me always, you know, I, I imagine someone like a merman type of situation when I think of that. But I think of Oscar Pistorius, the Blade Runner. Yeah. He actually had too. sea legs. <laughs> <laughs> sea oh, legs. God. Oh, shout out Oscar Pistorius. Yes. One of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, murderer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So that's our, that's the whole recap for Army Navy. But oh, by recap. the way, just great environment. Love that game. Yeah. So you know, cool. it's all the cadets there. The unis were awesome. Unis were awesome. No, by the way, no Biden. He didn't show up. We we said insert uh, political jokes. Well, he's way too cold to be out in New York like that. He's way too old to be doing anything. And look, again, this is not a political podcast. <laughs> this has nothing to do with politics. I, I was thinking before the game, I was like, he's going to have one of those coin flips where the coin literally turns a <laughs> half turn and falls flat on the ground it's not even a flip the coin just stays perfectly level the whole time he'll have an embarrassing coin flip like that he's got a knuckleball coin toss (laughs) (laughs) knuckleball i love it yeah i was maybe that's why he wasn't there is they were practicing coin flips and he couldn't get one going so again not a political podcast Uh, but the guy is uh, you know he's old i just gotta say he Every time I see Joe Biden, he reminds me of Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, poor old feeble is. Mr. Burns. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, all right, we got a segment. It's future bowl names. Now, mm. the way we do this, so I was just thinking about can, can, bowl can, names. Can we can we play the intro one more time? Can we intro? No, no. Can we intro Will to the segment one more time? Not with this one. Okay, that's fine. It's too long. It's too long to do an intro to the segment. Hey, I look. This is what happened earlier. I got shut down earlier. No, I love the segment. The I get, but I, I think if we, if, if we play, I'm not the, don't lump me in with the brass. Uh, you're, you are the brass. I'm not right the now. brass. But look, the, the way I was thinking about this segment. I some kind of intro. Was, uh, well, how about game music or something? We don't have, do you have it pulled up, Ryan? Give me a Ryan can find figures. Producer Smitty. Out. This is Smitty's job. Um, is that I was just looking through like bowl names, right? We got the cheese at bowl. The Barstool oh, Bowl. I know where you're going here. The, okay. the Papa John's Bowl. Like, if 20 years ago you would have asked if any of these were real things, you would have been like, that's stupid. There's never going to be a Cheez It Bowl, right? I would have <laughs> bet you a million dollars there would have never been a Cheez It Bowl. Exactly. And now, when, when will there be a fat free Cheez It Bowl? 
Oh gosh, hopefully never. But maybe, maybe they'll actually. You know what? It'll be the fat-free Cheez It Bowl. Will be like the Puppy Bowl they sponsor at halftime of the Cheez It Bowl. Well, you know, so don't but diminish fat-free cheese. Here's like the that. idea: is is pick like a future bowl name that seems preposterous now, but actually could happen sometime soon. Okay, I have two. Okay, uh, let's hear them. My first is the well, I, it's a theme. Okay. Okay. So all my new bowl games are themes. Yeah, my feel, first feel free one, to have a whole environment. What yeah, they yeah. get out. So this, so in the future, in this future, the future, it's where uh, uh, cryptocurrency takes over everything. Oh yeah. So every Can't bowl wait. is named after a certain crypto. So it's like okay. the Bitcoin bowl, the Doge bowl, the Doge bowl, uh-huh. the Ethereum bowl, all that it. stuff. Okay, that's one. My other is. Uh, because everyone and everything will eventually mm-hmm. be offended enough yes. at some point where we're going to have to change the name. You know, the Orange Bowl, right? Lemons are upset they're not, you know, oranges. Uh, any bowl, people are going to get offended, right? That's yes. where we're going. So we're just going to get to the point Why where Why can't it be a plate? Bowl one. It doesn't have to be a bowl. Bowl two. Bowl three. Mm-hmm. Bowl four. Isn't that kind of offensive to negative number bowls? You know, and and letters, frankly. So I think yeah. that after these bowls, they're, they're going to change the letters. But mm. that's my next. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I've got, uh, I think, four here. So the first one is, uh, so I noticed that this year the Los Angeles Bowl is actually Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl. Is it really? Which seems, first of all, I don't think Jimmy Shout Kimmel. Jimmy. Yeah. has ever been associated with college football <laughs> or has said anything about it. My guess is probably no. I mean, he lives in Los Angeles. What could he possibly know about college football? Right. Right. So the, the Jimmy Kimmel, Los Angeles bowl, there's going to be future bowls that this is the first time it's been named after like one person. I think there's going to be future bowls that are named after just celebrities. Right. So here's the first one that, that comes to mind that seems preposterous, but I actually think would be real. The post Malone bowl. I think post, post Malone, he'll get so famous, there'll be like a Post Malone poinsettia bowl, you know, or something like that. The Post Malone holiday <laughs> that bowl. That is so stupid. Uh, the Joe Rogan bowl. Yeah, I, I actually could see that. That could happen like tomorrow. I could see that. Joe Rogan. Especially because yep. he's a sports guy. This? Exactly. Okay. And then being, everyone has to take DMT, though, in the stadium. <laughs> you know how it's always like, <laughs> you know, yeah, only elk served uh, strictly carnivore diet uh, concessions. Um, <laughs> The the other one where it's like the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl presented by so this would be the Nick Saban Bowl this is in the future when he's retired and it would be fitting to name a bowl after Nick Saban right the Nick Saban Bowl presented by Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream Pies uh, <laughs> I like that yep and then I mean I love that my last one that this is the one that seems the most will win all in with this will gets the medal for this this one. could actually happen um the Pornhub Bowl the Pornhub Fiesta Bowl. It's streamed exclusively on Pornhub, and and you know how like players get little gift bags for their uh, for their, when they go to the bowl, they get like a VR headset, you know, with all kinds of VR porn on there. So that's gonna uh, be a thing. Huh. The, the give it a few years, I'm telling you. The kick and okay. balls. The kick and balls bowl presented by Kink.com. Hey, <laughs> See, everyone always calls you know, these people that are trendsetters crazy, but I think I'm on to something here. I like it. There we go. So, so I, I was just kind of thinking, I, I didn't have any prepared, but I was thinking like, what if they started going to like, uh, not necessarily catchphrases, but like the, um, the I didn't look both ways bowls presented by Band-Aid. 
or like uh, <laughs> she said she was 18 bowl oh, <laughs> pre- presented by Jeff Bradley attorney at law <laughs> I love the idea of a law firm sponsoring that's a bowl great. vote that's great like yeah. a, like a uh, an ambulance chaser one and they grease all the steps <laughs> so that people slip and then they can sue the stadium I like that that's a good one alright uh, we have best bets but Tyler first should we talk about uh, bet us Bet US, best place to make your sports bets or your non-sports mm. bets. Now, let's pull up some entertainment bets. There we go. We did this a while ago. Yeah, because you can bet on things like who wins the Oscars or yeah. or, or if aliens invade, right? Exactly. Now, the aliens one, we went deep on that last time. <laughs> we did go deep on the Have aliens. we all here in the room watched Squid Game? Uh, I've watched like the first yes. five episodes. I haven't finished it. Does it end with aliens? Well, is that is this how, the spoiler for Squid all, Aliens? How the f- Squid Aliens? How are you only five episodes in? I was five it's episodes in. It's been out in. for so long. You were five episodes in last time I asked you. Like a month ago. A month ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad about finishing shows sometimes. So I'm sorry. So there goes my whole tease. <laughs> there goes my entire thing. No, tease it. It's okay. You realize the entire everyone else has, has seen, seen it. it. Yeah, everyone. It's okay. Tease it. Ruin it for me. Aliens okay. run the Squid Game. I'll do some of these. Okay. In the next Squid Game season, you can bet on. Will red light, green light be played mm. in the new season? Yes is plus 250. No, minus 425. Oh, give me no all day. Mm-hmm. They got to have new games. I'm trying to find one that won't ruin it. That's okay. You, I mean, I, I, I don't care if things are I spoiled. Will Sung Ji Hun, the main character, enter another Squid Game competition? Mm. It's minus 110 each side. Well, minus 115 each side, but still. Interesting. Yeah, yes or no. So you can bet on all these things for the future of Squid Games. You can bet on the future of the Academy Awards, like Will said. If you really want to bet on a future alien attack, you can do so as well. But not just that. Every game that we're going to be forcing for college football bowl season, you're going to have access to bet that on BetUS.com. Now, here's the great thing. Between Will and myself, I really think that if you follow your gut on each play... You're going to go over 55% for these games. We're dialed in. We've done our homework. We know what's going on this bowl season. We're ready to go. Make your bets with BetUS.com. Use promo code TAILGATE. Help us out a little bit. We don't do Patreon. We don't do anything else asking for money. Put in promo code TAILGATE on BetUS.com. Help us out. Get access to all the bonuses and bet on all these games that we're going to be talking about. Because, Will, I feel good about it. I'm ready to get to the best bets. And BetUS.com makes that happen. Yeah, promo code tailgate. Help out the show. Promo code tailgate. With BetUS, they're awesome anyway. So even if you don't want to help out, help us out, BetUS is just an awesome sports book to use. So we yes, recommend it, it highly. Uh, Tyler, the best bets. So we have, what, six games here? Yes. Six and, bowl you games. You know what, Will? Take your headphones off and plug your ears. I got to get to this. So, so everyone, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the end of Squid Games, I want to ask Ryan, okay? Ryan, this is my best bet, okay? Before we get to this. Okay, so Ryan, this is... Will uh, uh, Huang Juho arrest the front man? Okay, so this is the cop. Okay, so the cop who was... Well, Will, you got to take your headphones oh, it's, off. I'm cool with spoilers. It's fine. All right, whatever. Fine. Take your headphones oh, off. My goodness. Okay, and, and, and do your whole He's la-la. Do your whole la-la-la thing. La, la, la. All right, Ryan, you know the cop who was... Uh, you know what happened, right? On the on the cliff, okay? Let's say that didn't happen and somehow he comes back because that's what my girlfriend thinks is going to happen is he's going to come back. Throw something at me when you're done talking. Okay. <laughs> Will he come back and I oh, will you're good to go and arrest the front man? Okay. Which is okay, so here's my whole thing. If he does, 
then I think he will end up in the storyline getting to the front man elite and at least trying to arrest him, right? In some in some way or fashion. The yes pays five to one plus 500. Yeah. So you bet 10, you get 50 back on that. I like that. You like that, I right? Like that. Now, it's not super likely, but five to one is not super, super likely either. Right. So that's my best bet. Is find that one if you're into Squid Game season two that pays plus five hundred. That's my best bet. I will. Let's get to some games here. What lo- love it? Absolutely. I heard nothing. Yes. Good. Um. Okay. Cool. We got six games now. These are some of the six. Early- no. 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 Six. We have nine games between now and next Monday when we record. Now here's the thing. We don't have to give a whole breakdown. We just have to give the audience our pick and make it public. Oh, okay, because well, when we, I when we, we had like. gone over this, you had sent me six. I said, "Which do you like?" Well, you those are the six. six that I have my deep dives on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So great. yes. Well, then I have nothing for the other ones. That's okay. We'll fly by the seat of our pants. Well, yeah, you we'll can, get after it, or you can go by mascots, or however you want to do. That's true. It. We can always go by mascots. So okay. Well, Tyler, uh, let's let's start with uh, Camping World Bowl. You're a big camper. Tyler loves camping for those out there listening. Yeah, big camping guy. Loves mosquitoes, campfires, yeah, I'm pull, I'm sleeping bags. I'm pulling my bags. list up right now so I can kind of go. Should we start, or do you want to start with one earlier than the no, camping No, let, let's go bowl. in order for the audience so they can like listen in order of the All right, then of you the give games. me the order then because I don't know which ones we're missing. Right, so the first one on the 17th is the Bahamas Bowl. Bahamas Bowl. Yes. Now, where is that played, Tyler? That is played in... Mexico. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> North Dakota. Uh, Albuquerque. Yeah, so uh, Bahamas Bowl... This is 12 p.m. Eastern on December 17th, mm. Middle Tennessee and Toledo. Middle You're, Tennessee State, are they the, the Blue Lightning? Middle Tennessee Remember we State, had this, the Blue Raiders. Yeah, the Blue Raiders versus who? Toledo, the Rockets. Okay, so give me you, your Do you have down. anything on this? No, I've got okay. nothing. Hit me with so it. So Toledo, so here, so this is a uh, MAC versus Conference USA matchup, and Match. the, the Bahamas Bowl is always <laughs> a MAC Conference USA there have been six Bahamas Bowls so far. Five of the six, the favorite has won. And the favorite is typically coming from the MAC, like this year. So Toledo, look, Toledo has had a, a good season this a good season so far. Their offense has been really up and down, but when they're playing well, they're playing very well. Minus ten is what I have. And these this is updated. What's as of the this spread? A Toledo minus ten. Toledo minus ten. Okay. Yeah. Um so Toledo. From the MAC, better conference, okay. going to the Bahamas, this is a good spot for them. And I think this is actually big. I don't see Toledo being let down by Goodyear in the Bahamas, you know, kind of like on vacation. I think that vacation is going to be part of what they're doing, but there's enough time for them to get ready. And as I said, five of the six times that the Bahamas Bowl has been played, the favorite has a chance to settle down. Get used to Hawaii. Get you or get excuse me. Get used to the Bahamas. Get used to the surroundings. Get ready to play. So I like Toledo. They match up really well. I think they're focused. I think they score a lot of points. And I don't think Mid Tennessee State can keep up. I think that they get overwhelmed this game. Offensive defensive line. They're not going to keep up. So I like Toledo minus ten. And coming up, I'm going to like a lot of favorites to be honest because. Bowl games, and, and we should put this out there, bowl games are very volatile, okay? So what that means is the spread doesn't often matter. When you get a huge favorite, the huge favorite sometimes shows up and in, in, in wins 
by the expected amount, if not more. So teams get drowned, teams give up. A lot of players don't play the second half of these games. So I like Toledo this game. I think they're just going to overwhelm Middle Tennessee State. Uh, I like Toledo minus 10 in the Bahamas Bowl. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to go with Toledo too, and it's strictly because Toledo's mascot, Rocky the Rocket, easily one of the coolest mascots (laughs) in college football. Like No one ever talks about him. He's a spaceman, and he's like he's... Uh, I think on the helmet, he has like rocket boosters on his back. And in the old NCAA video game, when you could play the mascot games, he was super fun to play with because he would do like so little going rocket Toledo. tricks. So I'm going Toledo. Let's go Rockets. Rocky the Rocket okay. to the I'm moon, baby. Too. Uh, Ryan, who you on? Yeah, I'm going uh, I'm going Toledo as well. All right, next game. Uh, this is the uh, Cure Bowl. And by the way, we may timestamp this. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're just going to go every single bowl game. Okay? So buckle up. Like, this is for college football fans. Buckle up, Buckle baby. up. Every we're going game to the moon. we're going to go through. We, we may not do some deep analysis. I didn't have a lot for that game, but we're going to go every single game. I so love it. everyone can at least listen to something before the, the game starts and get our picks. Yes. All right. The Cure Bowl. This is on the 17th as well at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Now, what time is that Pacific, Tyler? <laughs> Northern <laughs> Illinois and Coastal Carolina. Coastal, 10.5-point favorites. Wait, this is the Cure Bowl? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. My bad. Uh, do you want to take... Do you uh, want to no, take these? No, that's the Camping want- World Bowl, isn't it? Dude, it says Cure on this website. Oh, okay. My bad. The- All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. Coastal Carolina, minus 10 versus Northern Illinois, right? 10.5. Uh, 10.5. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll go after you. Um, all right, so um, are you sure? Yeah. Do you want me to start? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'll start the next one. Okay. This is the classic conundrum of strength of schedule versus power rankings because Coastal Carolina, obviously, great team. They oh, yeah. started the season very well. I mean, the, the first Chance. half year, they were great. Chance. And my power ratings, I have Coastal about 11 points better than Northern Illinois. Okay. But out of 130 teams, Coastal Carolina, guess what their strength of schedule is out of 130? Mm, it's got to be like 105th. It's 130. That's not it's good. It's wow. dead fucking last. That's not good. Coastal has had the easiest schedule this year so far. Northern Illinois on that same scale, 90th, okay? Not world beaters, but that's 40 spots higher. That's not bad at all, okay? While Northern Illinois has played much bigger, better offensive lines and Northern Illinois, or defensive lines and offensive lines, both just teams, and Northern Illinois, part of their stamp this year is they've controlled the line of scrimmage. A couple of years ago, Northern Illinois, who's been a really good team in, 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 in their conference, kind of faded, right? New coach, turning the system over, and they suddenly can run the football like no other. They were a great rushing team this year. By the way, 3,000 rushing yards as a team, 33 rushing touchdowns, they had barely over 2,500 passing yards. So they want to establish the rushing game, and they've done so against very good defenses. And Coastal has really struggled when they've played teams with this style. The couple teams who have wanted to force the run and have had good offensive lines, Buffalo earlier in the year. Okay, Coastal won 28-25 but they gave up 262 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. Their loss, talking about Coastal to App State, well, what did App State do? They rushed 41 times for 230 yards on the ground. And their loss to Georgia State, well, Georgia State ran it 42 times. So Coastal struggles with teams who want to do this, run the football, play power football. And Northern Illinois, 
has five players. Ryan and I can appreciate this, right? Producer Smitty. We cheer for the Colorado Buffaloes, who've averaged like 180 offense per game. Like The offense has been terrible. Northern Illinois has five players with at least 400 rushing yards this season. And they do have a 1,000-yard rusher in Jay Tucker. Wow. This is a team who's going to control the clock, force Coastal into situations they're not used to playing in. I like Northern Illinois, plus 10.5. And, a half, and uh, we're going with the dog here. We're going with the dogs, right? The Northern the Illinois. Huskies. The Huskies. The Huskies. And we're taking the dogs in the game. Now, plus 10.5. Interesting. Uh, you make a lot of good points. What worries me about picking Northern Illinois here is that you mentioned it. Their offense is really good. They like to run the ball. Their defense is horrible. Their defense ranks 107th out of 130 teams in the country. But to me, that doesn't matter because two reasons. One, 10 co- points. Coastal. Ten well, well, first of all, yes, they're getting 10 and a half. But Coastal this year has shown an inability to really stop the run in, in key situations. So I think Illinois controls the clock and runs this thing and doesn't let Coastal get into their whole groove of up-tempo mm. running plays. Coastal Carolina is like a top 25 team in, in, in plays run this year. Yeah. So I think they're out of their comfort zone. That's why I think that this is sort of a game a game plan clash. See, but I feel like it, it could work that... I, that The exact same game plan could work for Coastal yeah, Carolina exactly here. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because especially Northern Illinois, yeah, look, they run the ball a lot. They're averaging five yards, 5.1 yards on the ground on offense. Their defense is giving up 5.7 yards, and that's on actually fewer carries. So it's not good. They're giving up a lot of 215 yards on the ground and only 37 carries. That's not very good. Um, and I think that if you look at a team like Coastal Carolina, if they if they if they see that and say, look, actually we can run the ball on this team and dominate the clock, I could see it go the other way. Now it does concern me a little bit that that Coastal Carolina's defense has struggled against teams that want to run the ball, and we know from what you said, Northern Illinois wants to do that. But I just don't know that Northern Illinois is going to be able to slow down the combination of Grayson McCall at quarterback and Shamari Jones okay. at, at running back. You know, I think the Chanticleers are a little bit more physical of a team. And as weird as it is to say, I think that being, you know, look, we've talked about this for years now, and it's one of the main factors you want to take into account here for bowl games is motivation. Motivation matters in bowl games. There's always a team that doesn't want to be there. We need to repeat that a lot. This for is sure. maybe the key factor to Absolutely, yeah, because a lot of times it's like a disappointing season for players and they get to a bowl game they're not interested in and it's versus an underdog team that wants to be there and that's the main factor in the whole game is that one one group, you know, the, the bus for one team doesn't want to be there and the other team does. Now, it's interesting because Coastal Carolina, like, Blew up in popularity over the last couple of years, right? Smith, Smitty and I have both admitted we're, we've become fanboys. Yep. We're on the bandwagon. You have the mic cover. Exactly. The, the, I, I'm, I'm talking into a Chanticleer's colored mic color right now. He's actually yes. talking into a giant rooster. It, you, <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, I actually think that Coastal Carolina is still in this like honeymoon phase from their recent success that... I'm not oh, worried you're about not going to pick Northern Illinois here, are you? No, no, no. Oh, I, I'm just saying I'm not worried about Coastal Carolina being like unmotivated because it's just the Camping World Bowl. I think ten wins is still a really good thing for them, and they're all excited about that because it's not a traditional program. Uh, look, I just think that the Northern Illinois defense is really bad, and I trust a team in Coastal Carolina that yeah they've struggled this year, but last year they've proved. You know, Jamie Chadwell has proven I'm good in big games. Uh, this, by the way. Uh, Thomas Hammock, the head coach for Northern Illinois. This is his first bowl game. He's never coached in a bowl game before. Okay. So that's concerning to me. The game's in Orlando. I'm Make taking it Coastal. official. Oh, to Coastal Carolina, minus 10 and a half. 
Let's go. He's got Coastal. We got our first game with the... Smitty? Uh, hey, hey, let's let the audience know. What's our record right now? Uh, 17 and 10. Seven, I'm up 17-10. Will needs to make up seven games. We have more than enough games to do that. I'm going to need a really so hot bowl so many season. games coming up here. Smitty, what's your pick? Ryan, who do you like? Uh, yeah, I've actually been uh, getting into uh, some action lately uh, on, on Wednesdays, doing some parlays. So I've actually watched Northern Illinois quite a fair bit, and I like their team. Um, I don't know really what uh, uh, Coastal's got going this year. I haven't seen any of their games really, but uh, yeah, like I'm, a true I'm, fan. I'm going to go Huskies. Well, here's to me, and, and, and if How you're at home you, leading up to this game and you want to do your own homework, your own research, go back and watch some games, look some stats to me this and will let me know if you disagree if it comes down to any other part for you the main factor in this game is northern illinois offensive line for sure if you think northern illinois offensive line can handle coastal's defensive line linebackers and develop this run game through 60 minutes then you'll probably side with me and ryan if you think that coastal's gonna wear them down mm. and northern illinois won't be able to run the football at will, right? Maybe they can get out 125, 150, but not at will and control the clock. So to me, the whole game and the whole handicap, or at least a big part of it comes down to Northern Illinois' offensive line For sure. versus yes. their opponents. If they're going to win this game or cover the spread, they have to be able to get pushed on the offensive line. Totally yeah. agree. Cool. So, all right, what's next? All right, next game, December 18th, the Boca Raton Bowl. Mm. And I would have gotten, if there weren't such strict copyright issues, uh, Jerry Stiller on Seinfeld saying Del Boca Del Vista. Del Boca Vista. Because <laughs> phase, De, two. Del Boca, <laughs> phase two. Del Boca Vista is one of my favorite parts of Seinfeld. Oh yeah. And the great community. And the Bo, and the Boca Raton Bowl reminds me so much of Del Boca Vista. Yep. So the Boca Raton Bowl, the eighteenth, eleven AM Pacific or uh, eleven AM Eastern time, excuse me, on ESPN App State. And Western Kentucky. Would you like to start or would you sure. like me to start? App State's a three-point favorite here. Um, look, this is a big game for, for both of these teams. Western Kentucky certainly hasn't gotten a lot of recognition nationally. It's been a very good year for them. And everyone kind of knows App State because they beat Michigan back in 2005 or 2004 or whatever. And they've always been like the this team that is a great underdog. But since they've moved to the Sun Belt, they've done great. But also App State gets a lot of those really big TV games. So those primetime Thursday, Friday games, they always want to feature App State. So For sure. I think they've grown on People like the Mountaineers. And, and, and fans like us who like to watch those primetime games because App State's always on now. Yeah, and they're 10-3, and three, and they have really good overall stats. They Right now, they're 23rd in the nation in scoring, 16th in defensive scoring. You know, I think they're a very underrated team. We talked about how they beat uh, Coastal Carolina at home. They, they beat them up on the offensive line. They, they really were more physical than them. And if you look at Western Kentucky, look, if the Hilltoppers, by the way, great uh, – Great mascot, the Hilltoppers. Just a great name. It's just different, and I like it. They're the Hilltoppers. They top hills. Um, <laughs> if the Hilltoppers want to win this game, they have to throw the ball because they haven't been a run-first team all year. They've been all about the passing game, and unfortunately, you look at App State's losses so far. App State has three losses. They lost to Miami, uh, and then they lost two games to Louisiana. They lost uh, a Louisiana game early and then a rematch in the, uh, the Sunbelt Championship game. Look... You know, in all three of those losses, those have been games where the other team ran the ball 35 to 40 times a game and grinded it out on the ground, and they and they didn't throw the ball 
you know, 24-7. And if you look at Western Kentucky, that's what they want to do. They don't, they're almost like you could consider them like an air raid offense almost in the fact that they want to throw the ball. They want to get the ball in the air, move down the field with big chunk plays. And, you know, what I don't like about that is that, you know, what I said before is that uh, that the App State defense has been very good against the pass. But right. here's what's interesting to me about Western Kentucky. Their schedule is actually very impressive, and it's not their wins; it's their losses. So they have uh, their five losses, right? They're eight and five, eight and four regular season. They lost the uh, conference USA championship game to Western, or excuse me, to uh, UTSA. They lost that game by only eight points. They lost to UTSA in the regular season again, one score game. They lost to Michigan State, a very good team. No one was expecting them to com- to compete in that game, but only by seventeen points. It wasn't that bad. They lost to Indiana by two points. They lost to Army by three points. So what it tells me is that they're actually better than what people are giving them credit for here. But the problem is that the spread is only three points. And like I said, I want I I think that if Western Kentucky wants to win this game, they have to run the ball, and I'm not sure they're capable of doing it. I'm going to take. App State here, minus three. Ryan, I think we got a bad board game. Yes, we do. Ooh. Will is on App State. I'm on Western Kentucky plus the three. Here's the thing. App State, I actually really respect their schedule. You know, they have uh, three losses. Two of the three losses are against the Raging Cajuns, yep. who've had a great year. The other one's against Miami. Yep. Okay, so they played well this year. App State has a two-running-back system. No one's going to beat their opponents. And what I've noticed this year, when Western Kentucky doesn't have have to kind of focus on one running back, one dominant player in the backfield who can beat them, they do okay. Uh, App State, good defense. They force turnovers. But I really think this year that that conference has been so bad. App State has beat up on bad team after bad team. And we've seen that with Coastal and I mean, it was just, it, it was a horrible conference this year. So I think those turnovers and that defense is a little overrated because that schedule was so easy. Now, Western Kentucky, much harder schedule, much more athletic on, on, on defense, faster, bigger, off, bigger, quicker defensive line. And I think the passing game is going to overwhelm App State. Western Kentucky is going to throw the football all over the field here. And here's the thing. When you spread the field, App State, I think their speed on defense is a weakness. Mm. West, hmm. Go look at the passing attack for Kentucky or Western Kentucky. Look how many tight ends they have involved. I think their best tight end has like 10 catches this year. They're all receivers. They spread things out. They run crazy plays on the outside. They go downfield. They go vertical. This is not a good matchup for Appalachian State. I will take Western Kentucky. I take them plus three. I take a money line. I think they win this game, and I think they score a lot of points. I like Western Kentucky plus three. Hilltoppers. He's on the Hilltopper. Smitty? Yes. Uh, I think I'm going to go App State and actually take the over as well. App State and over. My goodness. All right, so we have two games. So far, I'm on Northern Illinois plus 10.5 and Western Kentucky plus three. Yep. Will's got Coastal minus 10.5 and and App State minus three. Love it. Okay, what's next? All right, next game is the Celebration Bowl. Uh... Wait, I don't know. I was, gonna, I was wondering on. who was going to get to it first between the three of us. It's a celebration. I actually don't know if I have anything on this game. I've never even heard of the Celebration it's Bowl. Jackson State and South Carolina. Oh, Jackson State. That's prime. 
Yeah, but and and South Carolina State. All right, well we're just all we're rolling with Prime. That's yeah. the pick. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're rolling with Dion. It's Prime time, baby. Prime time. Okay, we're going Prime time. Let's go. Okay. Prime time. All right, next bowl. Next bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag analysis. The New, Me- <laughs> the New Mexico bowl. It is Fresno and UTEP. Fresno State and UTEP. That's Fresno right. State and UTEP. Game being played in Albuquerque. Do you want this? Or you want me to take it? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Take it. All right. I got this. Take how, it. The, how the hell? I'll pull a Chris Rock. How the hell can you match these two teams up? Fresno is such a better freaking team yeah, than UTEP here. How the, the hell Bulldogs. did this get put together? Fresno minus 11 and a half. Fresno clearly the better team. To me, this all comes down to motivation. Indeed. Does Fresno want to play? Do they want to be here? They are 10th in the country in passing yards. If they want to show up, if they want to play football, Fresno will dominate. I make the line Fresno State minus 14 and a half. Mm. I'm getting 11 and a half. Okay, for this game. So this is strictly a power ratings play. Oh, well, a power. And I'm going to go to my boy Ice Cube. As my boy Ice Cube once said, Last week, fucked around, got a triple-double. Okay? That's what Fresno State's going to have to do (laughs) to win this game. They're going to have to fuck around, get a triple-double, go off, do some crazy shit, because if they just show up, they're going to win, but they're not going to cover 11 and a half. So I need my, my, my Fresno dogs to show up, fuck around, get a triple-double, and cover 11 and a half. I'm taking Fresno. He's going with the Bulldogs. I'm going Bulldogs, minus 11 and a half, because I think they do it. I think they're motivated. Mm. They show up, have a great day. Let's go Fresno. Now, I love this. You know why? Because you're right. These teams, they shouldn't be uh, They shouldn't be matched up. I Look, Tyler said it. It's all about motivation, and this is why I am taking the University of Texas El Paso. Oh! The, the miners here. He Here's why. First of all, oh. Fresno State just you lost. Know what? Will's going metagame. Will's just going to pick opposite. No, 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 I, no. My 55% doesn't Fresno, work out. Fresno State just lost their head coach. Kalen DeBoer's gone. He took the job at Washington. He's not coaching the bowl game. That's one reason. Okay, their, their awesome head coach is not coaching the bowl game. Where are the players' heads at? They don't want to go to Albuquerque, right? Who wants to go from California week. to Albuquerque? Why would you want to Why would you want to go to Albuquerque? And guess who's familiar with desert warfare? The University of Texas, El Paso. They're not afraid to go play a game in, in Albuquerque. It's the same as El Paso. It's desert, right? They're cool with that. If anything, Albuquerque might be a little bit of an upgrade. Sorry, El Paso fam. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I, I like UTEP here. I think the Miners have have a good showing. I don't know if they win, but I think they cover the 11 and a half. I'm taking UTEP plus 11 and a half. We got a bet board game. Smitty, where are you going? Uh, gosh, that, uh, that plus 11 is pretty enticing. 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Um, I, I think Fresno is just, just, just the better team. We're, Copyright. We're, we're, yeah, we're going to yeah. get sued for that. Ice uh, Cube's going to sue bad? us. Oh, shit. Oh, whatever. Ah, First of all, it. that was the, the edited version, too. He said messed around. Yeah, but anyway, all right. Sucked. Uh, we got a bet board game. Tower, what game is next? <sighs> Independence so Bowl? To, Are we on to the Independence Bowl? We're loading these things up. We have so many games. Okay, next is, I think, BYU. Right? Yeah, Independence yeah. Bowl. BYU, UAB, the Independence Bowl. Independence Day. I love Independence Day. Will Smith, classic actor. Uh, and yep. uh, uh, who's my boy? You know, uh... 
Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> you got it just from Thank that. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> All right. So, uh, That'd be a B- great uh, charades uh, partner. BYU, UAB, currently BYU minus six and a half. Okay. Yep. Here's the thing. UAB wants to run the football. BYU, 27th in rush defense efficiency. So UAB going to get stuffed up all game. Also, UAB's leading rusher, Dwayne McBride, out. No more. No mm. more. And look, I love UAB. I'm a UAB fan. Blazers, baby. I'm a Blazer guy. Yeah. Okay? You but always you, have been. But you take your leading rusher out, <laughs> okay, against BYU, a great team against the rush in, in terms of efficiency. Yep. I just don't see how UAB keeps up. BYU going to score. Motivation's there. BYU, by the way, sixth in yards per play. Over 450 yards per game. I'm taking BYU minus six and a half. I think this could get ugly. I love my BYU uh, Cougars here. Will, if you take UAB, the only reason why you would do so, you think that UAB is going to stuff BYU's rush attack, convert Mm. up front, be able to completely suffocate what they do. How do you take UAB here? How do you take UAB? Look, uh, first of all, if there was going to be a reason to take UAB, it's not because they're going to stuff the run. It's because their logo is awesome. The Blazers logo, the dragon, the breeze fire is very cool. First of all, great helmet, great logo. But look, no, I'm going with BYU here. You have to. This line is six and a half. The only actually the, the real reason why I would only take UAB here is because I feel like, frankly, the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana, is a bit disrespectful to BYU. They went ten and two. They had a better record against the Pac-12 than any Pac-12 team. Uh, they won. I mean, they they had a great year this year. Uh, they were a very good team. I think they're better. Uh, to me, this matchup is not fair. And I the only reason why I would go with UAB here, I'm not, is because I'd be worried about motivation on the on the part of no, BYU against show UAB. Sure. But look, you know, it is massive disrespect from BYU, but. Big extension for Kalani Sataki, the BYU head coach. He just got a big fat extension. I think that will motivate him. Uh, look, he's three and one in bowl games. He coached under Kyle Whittingham, one of the best bowl game coaches in the country. I think he knows how to motivate these guys for bowl games. Uh, like it's been a great year for UAB head coach Bill Clark. You know he's done a fantastic job with his Blazer program. You know before he got there, they hadn't been to a bowl game since 2004. He's been there six years now, and they've been bowl eligible for the last five. Right. So obviously Bill Clark is a great coach, doing a great job in the in Conference USA. But you said it, Tower. They're not good enough to compete with BYU. BYU is about to move into the Big 12, and I think be able to compete there. You know and be able to be a, a good Big 12 team. Um, if they're even remotely motivated, I think Jaron Hall and Tyler Al- Algier have big days and BYU scores a lot. I'm definitely going with BYU minus six okay, and a half can, here. Can I put out a social media or what's it called? An announcement like they, uh, a PSA PSA. Yes. Public service announcement. Yes. Nailed it. Do not. <laughs> Let me take my, my mic cover off. Oh boy. He's getting serious. Does this sound different? Yep. This sounds different. Yeah, it sounds a I took worse. my mic cover off. It's needed for right now. Okay. Do not, do not tease college football bowl games. <laughs> okay, I'm putting my cover back on because maybe that was rough. Because teasers are stupid. It's too Holy volatile. Holy fucking right? shit. First of all, don't tease college at all. College is a bad sport to tease, okay? If you're teasing college, you are behind the eight ball so far. If you're teasing college football bowl games, 
you are pretty much giving your money to the Scientology Relief Fund. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. Okay, but that's <laughs> just try and imagine what that would look like. And I'm that's trying. what you would be doing. So you're just saying it's a it's a bad investment. Oh my god! <laughs> Not only is it bad, it is so dumb. You should wear a sticker on the back of your shirt for the next year that says saying, "You are so dumb." I made a college football bowl game teaser. <laughs> it is not a good place. So I say this because UAB, or excuse me, BYU mm-hmm. is minus six and a half today. Is minus six and a half? Don't tease them Don't to, to money tease line. Them down. No, no, it's not worth it. It's not going to happen. Now look, if they win by four. Don't come burn my house down, okay? <laughs> because that may happen. I'm just saying it may happen. They may win 34-30. Okay. But more times than not, a lot. More times than not, that's not going to matter. Don't tease college football bowl games unless you want to burn your money. All right. You heard about it. You Smitty, know. what's your pick in the BYU game? Uh, I mean, you got to go BYU. BYU. Uh, but shout out UAB. Uh, they <laughs> lost their football program a few years ago, didn't yeah. they? That, yeah, they did. Uh, a few years ago? That might have been like five. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. That makes sense. But yeah, shout out Blazers. Next bowl, I have very little on. It's the Lending Tree Bowl, Eastern Michigan and Liberty. To me, all I have is Mm. it comes down to motivation for Liberty. If Liberty wants to show up and play minus nine, hell yeah, I'll take it all day, even up to nine and a half. And right now it's nine. But here's my thing. Liberty... To start the season, three and a half months ago, they thought they would play in a late December bowl against maybe a power five team. So to me, that's why motivation means everything. Do they want to show up and play fucking Eastern, you know, Eastern Michigan? I mean, who, who, by the way, Eastern Michigan, a a big reason. The Eagles. Don't try and do that by saying don't disrespect the Eagles, the Eagles of Eastern Michigan. No, th- th- you know what? I'm going to disrespect them <laughs> because their field, which is gray, one of the only Ooh, miscolored. I actually kind of like that. It's so stupid. Makes it look like your TV colors. And are you off. know what? That's <laughs> yeah. an advantage. It is an advantage, but so, they're not playing there. But exactly. So not only do they not get to play in their little kitty playhouse. <laughs> They're playing against the Liberty team, right? Minus nine. All about motivation for Liberty. Mm. Do we think Liberty shows up? Ryan, do you think they show up? Uh, Yeah, I do. I do too. That's why I'm going Liberty minus nine as my play. Yeah, I like that. I mean, look, unfortunately, Eastern Michigan, the Eagles just really don't have any great games in their resume at all. I guess they beat Toledo. But other than that, they've lost, they lost to Ohio. They lost to Central Michigan. They lost to Ball State. They lost to Northern Illinois. They got blown out by Wisconsin. All up-tempo teams. Liberty wants to push the rock. I'm telling you, Liberty's going to win this okay. game by nine. All right, I like it. So we're all on, we're all oh, on we're Liberty. We're all on Liberty, right? Okay, fair yes, enough. Sir. Next bowl up. Are we on the Los Angeles Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? Is that Utah State? Uh, yes, Oregon State versus Utah State. The Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl. What? Yeah, what fuck, you want to take man? this? You want me to take this? I got a good one on this game. Look, uh, to me, this is all about Oregon State. They don't get a lot of bowl games. They're not used to having winning seasons. They were up. They were in contention for the Pac-12 North there up until the end. I really like what's going on 
in Corvallis right now. I think this Oregon State team is really fun to watch. They've uh, they've played up to their competition many times. I think Utah State's a good team here, but Oregon State being seven and a half point favorites in, in a spot where they are definitely motivated. They don't get to bowl games hardly at all. I'm all over the Beavers here. I like Oregon State minus seven and a half. Yeah, I am too. We do not have a bowl game this or a uh, bed board this game. I love Oregon State. The Beavers. And here's the thing: Utah State was my personal most improved team this year. From where they started in my rankings to where they ended up, Utah State has made the biggest jump. They are so efficient. And you have to give their coaching staff new, a lot of them new, a lot of their coaching staff has not held positional jobs before. So much credit. And I love what they're doing at Utah State. The Aggies, right? But yeah, by the way, they're 15th in passing yards per game in the country. 10-3. They can move the football. But Oregon State is also a surprise. Oregon State made a bowl game in a year where a lot of people thought they may win two or three games. And they have wins against USC, Arizona State, Utah. Yeah, those are big Pac-12 wins. champions. Okay? So there's just some contradicting things here for me for this game. Oregon State, 6-0 and at home, 1-5 and on the road. Now, this matters. Okay, for the listeners... I really value away record for bowl games because bowl games are essentially away games for both teams. How do you deal with going on the road? Different environment, different locker room, different hotel room, different atmosphere, different pregame situation. It's a different game when you play on the road. And when you go on the road and have success, I like to back you in bowl games. That to me is something I always look for. Well, this year... Oregon State, one in five on the road. That's not That's great. Not good. You know what Utah State was on the road this year? Five and one. Seven and oh. They had seven road games? Seven Brutal. road games. And right. they were undefeated road on the road. tested. Okay. So I trust them. Okay. But on the other end, Oregon State, their only road win of the year was in Los Angeles. Well, guess what? They're staying in that same hotel. They got that one road mm. winning. Playing at SoFi Stadium, 20 minutes away. So for me, it's not about the whole road thing. And if Oregon State is going to face that, they're in a great situation to face that road fear or that road obstacle. So I think I'm getting a better team, much better offensive and defensive line. And I think Oregon State should have the energy because it's their first bowl game in four years under uh, Jonathan, Smith. Jonathan Smith, who's done a really good job bringing that program to a respectable level. And you know what? They're not stopping. And here's the thing. On the outside of Oregon State, we all kind of laugh. They're in state. They're in the Pac-12. Ha ha. The you Beavers. Know, the Beavers. But inside that organization, they feel like they can compete for the North next year. So this is potentially the biggest game in the last decade for Oregon State as a launching point in the next year. Definitely. Who can earn their spot? Who can look to make that spot next year? So for all those reasons, there's a lot of 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 detail where you could say, no, 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 I like Utah State here. And I get that. For you, you, If you're betting Utah State or you're backing Utah State or you, you have faith in them, I understand why. But to me, after going through all the boxes, checking everything... I have to back Oregon State minus seven. I think they cover. I think they look great. Seven and a half. That's where the line is. 
Let's go seven and a half. I'll okay. take the Beavers still. You know what I'm noticing though? So I'm looking at Oregon State's logo. I, I look. I think that, again. I love. I've mentioned this too many times. I feel like on the show, I love mascots that are not just like a tiger or an eagle or whatever. You know what I mean? So Beavers is uh, instantly cool in my opinion. But their lo- their logo is sweet. They missed a golden opportunity to make it shaped like a football because it already kind of looks like a misshapen right. football. <laughs> it's the color of a football and everything. I think they missed an opportunity there. That's all I'm saying. Good but analysis. We're though. both on the Beavers. Smitty, where are you on this game? Go Beavs, go Beavs. He's on the Beavs. Okay, we just have one left, Tyler. Right, the New Orleans Bowl. No, I have two left. Okay, two left. What do we got? Well, what's next? Let's see here. Louisiana versus Marshall. That's the New Orleans. Yeah, that's Bowl. next. Yeah, we got that, and that is. Uh, nine fifteen Eastern on the same day on the eighteenth. Okay. Uh, Oregon, uh, Louisiana and Marshall, right? Yep. Okay, the so herd. Louisiana minus five. Yeah, that's what I have, right? Uh, yes, that's right. Cajuns minus five. Okay, so to me, this is easy. Uh, Louisiana brings in a quality defense that is really you know underrated. They play big on third down. They have a really good D line, and they're playing for their coach. You know, he he's um, not Napier though, because Napier's gone to Florida. He's not coaching oh, this game. I thought, However, I thought he was the interim head coach has has been hired as a full time head coach, so they are playing for him. Yeah, I thought I thought that their head coach is a part of this. No, so Billy Napier took the Florida job. Well, look, I don't have much on this. All I know is the defenses look great recently. I think they've allowed. Uh, 21 or less in six straight games. They can do a ton on offense. If you can evaluate how Louisiana is feeling about their coaching situation, will they come out hot? Will they come out motivated, moving the ball offensively? If so, I definitely like the Raging Cajuns. Now, Marshall is nothing to overlook. They've had a great year, good defense coming on late. But to me, this handicap is all about the Raging Cajuns. If you can evaluate how they'll come out and play, their best football, play hard, then I like them. If you think it's going to be a flat game for them, Marshall is a team who can make you pay. So I'm going to go with minus five for Louisiana here. I see no reason why they can come out flat. A lot of staff left over, and they're playing for a great season to kind of put that cherry on top. For sure. So I'm going to go minus five, the Raging Cajuns. Will, do we have a bet board game? No, we don't. And look, I think you're right. A lot of times I like to pick against the team that's losing their coach for the bowl game. But for a lot of the same reasons you're saying, look, Billy Napier stayed for the Sunbelt Championship game. He won it. Now he goes to Florida. The guy who's taken over, by the way, um, his name is Michael DeSormo. And the best part about this guy, I hope I'm saying that right, is that his name, this guy is clearly uh, perfect for a Louisiana Raging Cajuns, maybe even more so than Coach O, because his name is spelled. You know how, like in Louisiana, they spell things N and O with E A U X. That's how his name is spelled. Michael DeSormo, M E A U X at the end. He's clearly like a you know a Cajun guy from Louisiana, like that area, and so he clearly fits. He's on whenever a guy that's on the same staff that is well liked by the players gets taken or gets named the interim and then hired as the permanent head coach i think that's a great thing i think it means the players like him he's well liked there by the other staff they're gonna fight for him uh you said it the raging cajuns are just too good of a team i think marshall has been an underrated team all year uh the herd are very good shout out uh matthew mcconaughey but um (laughs) 
I look, I like the fact that this game is in New Orleans. It's basically a home game for Louisiana. Yeah. Now they get to surround their team with their fans around this new coach. I'm all over the Raging Cajuns minus five. Here. Brad, what do you think? Uh, Louisiana all day. I was just going to bring up, you know, you just said about, uh, you know, bowl games being kind of road games for everybody. And this is one that um, finds itself on the schedule in Louisiana. So Louisiana. I'm going cool. Cajuns. Last game. And this will be actually next week when we're recording. Okay. Because we record on uh, Mondays. December 20th, Tulsa and Old Dominion. Okay. ODU. This is a big one. And like I said, we have to just give something on every game because, of course, people, you got to. This is a big town. And this is the only game on Monday. So this is a standalone. So um, both teams started horrible, okay? And finished really strong. So. If you're going to play the hot team this game, both teams looking very well to end the season. Old Dominion won five games in a row. Tulsa won five of seven. Old Dominion can move the football. This is an underrated offense. You look at them this year, it's so funny. You, you don't think of Old Dominion playing football, being able to move it, high-powered offense. That's what they are, okay? Good offensive line. They can run, but even more, third and long, one of the best third and long teams in the country. I think they're 24th overall in third and long uh, in, in the NCAA. So we may see some points. I like the over this game for sure, but... Old Dominion, I think, keeps up. I think they can maybe slow Tulsa down to the first half, but Tulsa's great. I mean, they're going to get their points. They're going to move the football. But I think that everyone's undervaluing Old Dominion this game. Now, strength of schedule is a concern for Old Dominion, but Tulsa may lack motivation. Tulsa's a team who had big expectations. They want to be in a big bowl game, have... They're playing the the second third day at bowl games, you know. I, I, where's this bowl game being played? Let me see here. This is the, um, the boy, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle actually. Beach Bowl. So I could see, and this goes the other way. When you go to Myrtle Beach, see, when you go to Albuquerque, it's like okay, this is a business trip, right? Myrtle Beach for a team like Tulsa, mm. getting out of Tulsa. That's true. Oh my God! You get your feet in the sand. Beautiful golf get a course. Golfing, little mm-hmm. little sand wedge. Mm. Oh my God! Now, what about you know old, it? old Dominion? Old Dominion, it's all business. Come from a lower conference against a team who, let's face it, as maybe a Michigan fan for Will, you don't look down maybe. on Tulsa, but for Old Dominion, they look at Tulsa as a very high level. I look down at second tier team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Yes, Old I do. Dominion looks at this as a challenge. Mm-hmm. I love Old Dominion here for the motivation. I love Old Dominion's offense moving the football. I have big concerns about Tulsa. Do they show up? I'll go Old Dominion plus nine and a half in this game. Will, what do you got? I'm going Tulsa. Look, I oh! think I know it's been a down year for them. They're oh, a much going Tulsa. They've been a much Hey-o! stronger defensive school historically over the last few years. They uh, they played a lot of teams tough. They almost beat Ohio State at one point. They played a tough. Uh, Tough game against Cincinnati. I know you mentioned that obviously Tulsa has the stronger strength of schedule here. Yes. I think that's the reason why the line is this way. For Old Dominion, going to Myrtle Beach from Norfolk, Virginia is not that much of a vacation at this point. You're right. It is all business, but it also could be a bit of a letdown. They're like, hey, we finally are bowl eligible. Where do we get to go? Do we go to Las Vegas? Do we get to go to Florida? Nope. Oh, you're just going a couple hours south. Um, I like Tulsa here. I'm going with the Hurricanes, minus nine and a half. All right, so let's recap this. Hey, wait, right. Smitty, what's your pick? Yeah, yeah. what do you got, Ryan? Uh, yeah, definitely going Tulsa. Oh, Tulsa. Tulsa. Oh, All right. Wow. Love it. Well, he makes it seem f- like so easy. Like, screw you, well, His record's been Smitty. awesome this year, so what maybe we should this? all be I mean, right? taking a note right, from so, Smitty. Hey, am I off on these? We have four games. 
We have, I have Northern Illinois plus 10.5. You have Coastal minus 10.5. Correct. You have App State minus three. I've got Western Kentucky plus three. Yep. You have... The Miners, UTEP, plus UTEP, 11 and a half. Plus 11 and a half. I have Fresno, minus 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. Let's go, and Miners. And you have Tulsa, minus nine and a half. I have Old Dominion, plus nine. Love and it. Half. You're going to regret that. That's a basketball All right, school. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I, I love that's it. it. That's it for the show this week, Wait, guys. Can, can we end Wait. on the intro again? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's give the, the outro music. And, and there's about 30 seconds outro after it ends for you to say goodbye. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's play the yeah. outro is the outro. The intro is the outro. <laughs> for everyone, hey. Aloha. But hey, let, let me give one PSA. This is an aloha. Before we leave, next week, get ready. I'm going to come prepared. I'm ready to kick Will's Big ass. Big bowl games. We got some huge We're bowl games fight. coming up. I'm so ready. I'm going to be prepared for over-unders. They're going to locker box. Parlays. Mm. We're going all out Paralysis by analysis, Teasers, folks. Paralysis by analysis. It's, <laughs> it's going to be our biggest show of the year next year. Stay tuned. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, let's hear Let's hear the intro outro. Let's do it. Yeah, producer Ryan, just get it going. Come on, producer. This is great outro music. That's what we're looking for. We'll see you next week, everybody. College from New York. And now, with bowl season upon us, it's the podcast you've all been waiting for. Featuring hard-hitting football talk from your host, Will Chambers. I think this is setting up some kind of like great alien false flag attack. And really, it's just like the the Chinese or the Russians or it's the U.S. government or something. And Tyler Walgy. Paul Feinbaum's got the biggest ears on TV. (laughs) Man, just keep waiting for him to just fly off of those things. Also featuring Ryan Smith as Producer Smitty. Our prisons are full. Our prisons are overpopulated. Mostly with nonviolent drug offenders. Bring back public shaming. And now, put your hands together for your host, Will Chambers. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Subscribe. Tell your friends. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>